Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. Man, open your Bible to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verse 23. I'm going to teach for just a minute, and then we're going to, we're going to worship a little bit more. The Lord has put a mandate on me to teach on worship, and it might not be what you think. Matter of fact, worship uh, oftentimes is, is not what people think. Worship is, is not music. Matter of fact, if music was worship, how could we explain people that use it different than to magnify God? Music is just music. Now, we can worship with music. And music is in heaven, by the way. So if you don't like music, heaven is going to freak you out. If you don't like, if you don't like people shouting and dancing, if you don't like, if you don't like the supernatural, heaven is going to wig you out. You're, you're going to be, you're going to be very uncomfortable. So I think we just ought to get comfortable right here, right now with what's going on in heaven. Because Jesus, whenever he was asked how to pray, he said, uh, you should pray that what's going on in heaven would actually start going on here. Because as a Christian, you're an ambassador of this new kingdom. But uh, worship may not be what you think. Worship is, it comes from a very uh, secret place that, that, that we all have. It comes from our heart. And the Bible says that God is looking and the time is now. Somebody say now. Uh, John four twenty three. if you can throw that on the screen. Uh, the time is now where God is looking for people to worship in spirit and in truth. Now, the word spirit there uh, can be translated like in, in, the, in the reality of the Holy Spirit and spiritual matters, but can also indicate in vigor, passionate. So the truth of your life is this. You are worshiping something. The question is, what are you worshiping? So if, if, if you sit on your hands at church and, and you never lift them and you never move and, and, and I'm not saying you, you all have, everybody has to dance like everybody else or, or any of those things. But if, if there's no movement to you, if you, if you're sitting there like you're about to take a mug shot. Did you know movement validates the fact that you're not dead? When, a, when, when there's an accident, a paramedic comes, and the, the first thing they do is say, can you, can you move your foot, sir? Can you wiggle your toes? Can you move your hand? Can you move? Because the movement validates that you actually are alive. So when the presence of God comes in, when, when, the, when the presence and the power of the Lord Jesus comes into the room, there, again, you know, it looks different for everybody because everybody's different. But, but there, there ought to be something that, that validates that you recognize that the atmosphere has just shifted because of the presence of God. And, and, and to be clear and to paint a picture of what it's like for the presence of God to manifest, it, you have to understand it's not like he's not here all the time. He is. He's, he's everywhere all the time. It's like we just realize it. 
in those moments. Jake, come up here and help me. Y'all give Jake a big hand. Stand, stand right here, Jake. I'm Jake's personal trainer, if y'all didn't know that. That's part of, uh, part of the deal he gets, praise the Lord. So, hey, it's working. You know what I'm saying? All, all joking aside, Jake and his wife, Teresa, they not only are they pregnant. Come on, somebody. Hey. Are we telling people yet? Okay. I was going to ask everybody to keep a secret. Did, what, what did you say? She said, she said it's obvious. Okay. Well, I was told one time I was shopping with Crystal. We had been married like six weeks and we were at the mall and I was sitting there waiting. She was in the dressing room trying on clothes and this old man who, now granted, I was like, you know, early, early twenties. So old man, the guy might have been 32 for all I know. But to me, old man walks up and he sits down next to me. He says, I'm about to tell you something. I'm like, who are you, Billy? And he goes, don't you ever ask a woman if she's pregnant. And he just got up and walked off. So I live by that. So some of y'all are like, that makes a lot of sense. I tell you what, I'd have never had that black eye if I'd have known that. So anyway, that Jake and Teresa, power couple, but they have a phenomenal business called Camp Gladiator. They started it a year and a half ago. If you're looking to get physically fit, uh, Jake and Teresa have a great program for you. You can see them after church or before church anytime. And if you mention my name, they'll give you a 100% discount. I'm just telling you. <laughs> he said there's fine print though, so I don't know what that means. Uh, anyway, so Jake is, is, is here standing behind me. And, and if I were to teach the whole service and Jake be standing behind me, it, it's not that Jake is not there if I don't know he's there. If I don't recognize it, it doesn't mean he's absent. It just means I don't recognize it. So what happens is the Lord is everywhere all the time, but there are times and worship seems to be the avenue that he pours himself into because the scripture says he will inhabit or make a place or when we worship, we make a place for him. He inhabits the praises of his people. So it's like when we worship God and if you walk in here like you're walking into H-E-B or you walk in here like you're walking into Target, you're sitting there on your thumbs and acting like, you know what, I'll worship if God heals me. Let me tell you something. If he never did one other thing, he's worth worshiping. But if you, but, but if you come in here and you don't give your heart to God and you don't pour yourself out, he may be standing in the room and you never recognize it while everybody else is sitting right here talking to him. You missed him. We did not miss him. Because just because somebody is present does not mean you know it. And just because somebody is present does not mean you recognize it. You say, well, how do you explain some of what people feel or even how they react in the presence of God? Well, if Jake was behind me and I didn't know it and all of a sudden I see him. There could very easily be a response where I was potentially surprised, 
to see somebody that I was not expecting. Or maybe I was expecting him, but I didn't know he was there already. And so my natural self-response. The same way, except the supernatural side of God is touching not just the spiritual side of you, but the natural side of you. So when you sense some of heaven in this atmosphere, sometimes your emotions can't deal with it and you start to cry. Sometimes your emotions can't deal with it and you start to laugh. Sometimes your physical body doesn't know how to respond and you may fall over. Now, Now, falling over does not mean you receive more of God than somebody who did not fall over, but it happens. You say, well, why does it happen? I don't know. But the Bible says miracles, signs, and wonders will follow them that believe. And when you see something that you can't exactly understand and it just makes you wonder, you just saw wonder. All of a sudden you, you go, oh, and, and let me just let me just say this. It says miracle signs and wonders follow them. It doesn't say we follow them. We do not follow miracle signs and wonders. Miracle signs and wonders follow us. You don't live your life based off of miracle signs and wonders. That would be like living your life based off of a present instead of the one who gave you the gift. Does that make sense? So the miracle signs and wonders, they're trailing us. They're, they're in our wake. I used to grow up and, and we had a boat and we would go, we would go skiing and, and water. Thanks, Jake. Y'all give Jake a big hand. We used to go water skiing and we would, we would ski on this river and there was always alligators. And, and so I would be skiing and I'd be like, Dad, there's an alligator. And he's like, they won't hurt you. I look back and I'm like, you might not have been a good parent. I don't know. A lot of it was great, but the whole alligator thing, I'm not, I remember one time we were out spotlighting at night on the river and we were not from New York City, okay? (laughs) But we were spotlighting at night. The boat got stuck on like a sandbar and dad's like, you're going to need to jump in, push us off. We just saw an alligator go underwater. He's like, they won't hurt you. But the boat would always leave like a wake. And you could see where the boat had been because of the wake. Miracle signs and wonders ought to be in your wake. You ought to be able to see where believers have been because something changed. Something happened. Somebody got set free that wasn't free. Somebody got forgiven that wasn't forgiven. Somebody got healed that wasn't healed. Something happened. Somebody's heart was was made tender. Somebody's heart was changed. You said, "Well, well, you just don't know. I, I, I'm not. I'm not from that." You can receive a lot easier than people who have a religious background because you don't have to wash out all the poor doctrine. While Jesus fills you up, you just have to be filled up. Amen. And it begins to change because worship, it's not music. It's not, it's not, it's not uh, one particular thing. Worship is a lifestyle. 
And he's looking for people to worship in spirit and in truth. He wants people that will passionately worship him. And the fact of the matter is you are worshiping something. And if your offspring hear you talking about Sean Hannity or Anderson Cooper more than you talk about Jesus, you're going to confuse them about what you actually value at the highest level. Everybody say, God bless John Wayne. But if you know more John Wayne quotes than you know Jesus quotes, you're going to confuse your children when you tell them, I worship, we worship Jesus. When you shout at the television when the Houston Rockets are playing, we got Russell Westbrook, by the way, what's up? But you come to the house of God and you sit on your hands. Or your television never makes it to the to, to somebody preaching a message. Or your radio never gets off of honky-tonk station number three. Or hip-hop R-Us number seven. Or, or, or top 40 at 40. You're going to confuse your children and you're going to confuse yourself because you are worshiping something. And if you celebrate anything else higher than you celebrate the things of God, you want your kids to follow after the things of God, you better make your heroes the heroes in God's Bible. When you, when you talk about the ministry, when you talk about pastors, when you talk about teachers and preachers, it all, the Bible says, let me tell you what the Bible says. It says double honor is due. The reason is, is because they get double the attack. I are one, so I know. I just don't talk about it. The reason I don't talk about it is because I don't magnify the devil. Because his weapons that are formed against me, they will not prosper against me. So I don't magnify it. But the amount of hostility towards the ministry is outlandish. That's why double honor is due there. And if you honor Rush Limbaugh more than you honor the ministry, your kids are going to want to grow up and be a provocateur. God bless Rush Limbaugh, I guess. I don't know. I've never listened to it. But if you grow up and you say, no, 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 that's a man or woman of God right there. Y'all pay attention. Come on, let's listen. Here comes the things of God. And you walk in here and, 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 and by the time service is going, you're, you're sitting there in church and you're not, you know, thumbing through Facebook the whole time trying to figure out why Chick-fil-A's closed on Sundays. And now all of a sudden you're going, I might, I might, I might learn something today. I might pick up one thing. Just like any good CD, any good album, you don't buy it because it's got 12 good songs on it. It's got like one or two. And that's how we ought to be living our life. Not understanding I got to listen to all the other stuff to get the one or two things that might take me the rest of the way that I'm trying to get. When you read a good book, you don't sit there and go, man, every single chapter was amazing. You might find one thing in that book that changes your... When you read the Bible... You don't sit there and go, man, I read 13 chapters. I only got one revelation. That one revelation can take you the rest of your life. Because worship is not music. Worship is a lifestyle. 
Worship is, is, is the attention you pay or don't pay. Worship is the effort you put in. Worship is whether or not you tithe or you don't tithe. Well, what do you mean? Well, God said tithe. God said offer. So if you, if, if you don't tithe, but you're eating out nine nights a week, what are you worshiping? Getting quiet in the library here. But do you, do you feel the gravity of this? You are worshiping something. I say this with, with, with as much humility as I have. I know some of y'all are questions like, I wonder how much he's got. As much as I've got. I promise you my kids don't wonder who I worship. I promise you that. I promise you my kids don't wonder. There is no confusion about who Pastor Crystal and myself, who we work. There is no confusion about our priorities. None. And and matter of fact, we make it a point. We make it a point to make sure that we don't have any confusion in that area. Because we don't want to raise our kids in a in a maybe. We want to raise them in the way they should go. Because you're worshiping something. You say, well, what does my worship have to look like? Well, that's between you and God. I can tell you what it shouldn't look like. It shouldn't look like a statue. It shouldn't, it shouldn't look like George Strait touches your heart and Jesus is ignored. Everybody say, God bless King George. <laughs> and I love me some George Strait. Up from San Antonio, everything that I got. Bubba just had a moment right there. He's like, now I like this church. I tell you what. <laughs> I knew I loved that man. <laughs> Notice how his presence is still here and we're laughing. Heaven's filled with laughter. That's why the devil fights your joy so much because that's where your strength is. You walk around like a sourpuss. You're making yourself weak because your strength is in his joy. The old grumpy goat. You can just you can just be happy in the same shoes. That's what I told my kids from time to time. They say something. I said, "Look down at your shoes." I said, you can get happy in them same shoes. It's our strength. That's why he fights it so much. That's why he wants you bitter and offended. He'll set you back. And we're going to worship for just a minute. Like I said earlier, we're not worshiping about him. We are worshiping him. And his name is Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. One other thing, the Lord touched me several times recently told me this is going to be a summer of his presence and we're really experiencing that. We're really experiencing that. I'm thankful for that. But he put a mandate on me to teach on worship because maybe you've never been taught, maybe you didn't understand what's actually possible in worship. But we don't worship God like he might show up. Think about this. 
Who's ever picked somebody up at the airport? Just wave at me. Say, ah, I've picked somebody up at the airport. Best day of my life. No. Have you ever just gone to the airport to see if anybody you know is there? I don't know. They might be there. I may leave here. Just go see if anybody knows the airport. No. You only go knowing they will be there. You even know the flight number. You tracked it on your phone. They text you when they left Denver. Just got on the plane. Say a prayer. Hashtag blessed. what gate they're going to be at. C-23. You didn't go to the airport wondering if they would show up. You went to the airport with full belief, outlandishly convinced, and totally expecting them to be there. When you come to the house of God, don't come in here and wonder if he's going to show up. He's not a liar. Your friend that texts you from Denver is more of a liar than Jesus is. Your friend may not be a liar, but they're more of a liar than Jesus. Because Jesus has never fibbed one time. Ever. Ever. So we go to the airport. They're supposed to be at Terminal C. We go to Terminal C. Unless we're at College Station, we don't go to Terminal C. We go to Terminal What terminal are you going to be at? Yes. <laughs> I do love the College Station Airport, though. I'll have to say that. You're going to have to put that knife back in your car, sir. Oh, sorry about that. Can you hold my pistol? <laughs> <laughs> it's not really like that. I know it's like live streamed around the world, but that's a big joke. I'm like an egg today. I'm yoking. So you go to the airport, let's just say like Houston, you go to Terminal C. And you get there, and you park, you're at the arrivals, you're like, they're going to be here any minute. I know they're here, they told me they're going to be here. Didn't he say he would inhabit the praise of his people? Why would we question whether or not he would do it? They said they would be here, here we go. Sitting there waiting, watching the door. And all of a sudden, hey, 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 you. Yeah, you in the dually. You right there. Come on, hey, you. Keep it moving. Let's go. You can't stop here. But they're coming. They're, they're coming. Keep it moving. Everybody's waiting on somebody. Fine. What do you do? Do you leave the airport? You take a lap. And then you come right back to the place where he said he would meet you. That's worship. He said he would be here, but I don't see him. Take a lap. And you get right back to the place he said he would meet you. But he said he, said he would be here at, at 255 and it's 256. 
you don't know what's going on in the heavenlies. Take a lap. You're sitting there staring at the arrival door. Oh, my friend from Denver is going to be here in just a minute. I can't wait. They just text me. I'm here. Then all of a sudden, change of plans. They moved me to Terminal A. And you got an option. You can either sit at C and get nothing, or you can make a change. You can either sit at C and say, but we prayed about this song list. I prayed about this message all night. This is where I knew he was going to show up. Or you can realize, change of plans. He's not coming out that door today. He's coming out that door. And if you, because of pride or arrogance, let me tell you what, what it feels like. Pride or arrogance. This is how I've always done it. These are the songs we like to sing. Murmur, murmur, murmur. This is the way we worship. You should notice there's always a new thing in every generation. And the previous generation almost always fights it. Unless they're really following Jesus. And then they say, I don't care what it sounds like. If Jesus shows up, I'm down. And so you, you get there, you get the text like, change your plans, got to go to Terminal A. Instead of being frustrated, you go, now I know where he is. Quick, 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 change that song, quick. Go, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Change it, change it, change it. No, 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 I was going to preach out of John 4, but now I'm going to go to John 6. Change it, quick. He's coming out of a different door. And then you drive up with the exact same expectation, not wondering if he will show up, but just wondering, when are you going to walk out the door? I know you're here. And then you get to Terminal A, arrivals, and you sit there. Turn the air on. You got your little bottle of water because it's probably going to be thirsty after being locked in that aluminum tube at 30,000 feet. And somebody goes, hey, 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 you. Keep it moving. But he just said he was going to be here. I said, keep it moving. Take a laugh. And come right back to that place where he said he would meet you. He said, I will inhabit the praises of my people. Stop worshiping about him. Stop singing about him and sing to him. See his face when you sing. Lift your hands because he's made them holy by bleeding out of his own. Worship him with an expectation that you are coming in the room. And I know it. And you won't fail me. Well, I don't feel him. I don't sense him. That person senses him. That person is obviously being touched. How come not me? Take a lap. Take a lap. 
thousand laps. Do it until he walks out because the moment that he touches you, everything that it took to get there melts. No, I, I thought it was going to be quicker. Me too. What's his favorite song? Pins on the day. What's his favorite verse? He is the verse. Well, well, how come this person's being blessed and this person's being blessed, but I'm not sensing anything? You have no idea what's happening above you right now. We don't go to the airport and just seeing if somebody we know is there. That's ridiculous. We go because they said they would be there. We don't worship him as if he may or may not show up. You're already wrong if that's your thought. He said, I will meet you there. I will pour myself out into the thing you call a life and fill it with myself. And it's in those moments everything in your life changes. Just close your eyes and lift your hands. We're almost out of time. We need a bigger building, y'all. And the Lord knows that, by the way. Close your eyes and lift your hands. I'm going to worship for just a moment, but I want you worshiping like he might show up. Like you're driving up to the airport and you're just not certain which door he's coming out, but you know he's here. You know he's here. What door are you walking out? Don't worship about him. Worship him. I wish I had more time. I'd tell you about when the veil was torn that divided us from him. It's gone. There is nothing that stops you from talking directly to the Lord Jesus. Oh, I feel you, Lord. I feel you coming in this place. I feel you moving. There's nothing that stops us now. There's nothing that holds us back. There's nothing that changes the fact that you can run to him. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.